Listeners be advised. The Holiloquy podcast discuss matters related to the human experience and many that are sexual in nature. Due to this, some conversations may surround triggering topics such as sexual violence, self-harm, abuse, and much more. Please be advised, a list of crisis and psychological resources will be available in the show notes of this episode. With that said, let's get started with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention please as we go through the following safety instructions. In the event that there is a loss of cabin pressure, oxygen mask will drop from the overhead. Place the mask over your nose and mouth. Breathe normally as oxygen is flowing even if the mask is not Be sure to adjust your own mask before helping others. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to the Holy Liloquy Podcast, where we step out and speak on sexuality. This is your favorite host, Vernon T. Scott, also known as Slater Jackson, and for you freaky motherfuckers out there, Sebastian Adams. It is the end of motherfucking November, and we're going to end this shit with a bang, and we're going to talk about some celebrity crushes. We are going to be talking about motherfucking P fucking Valley, Pussy Valley on on fleek y'all i don't care do we still say on fleek i don't care i said it okay <laughs> <laughs> we said it today <laughs> so y'all i have tyrell with me and i have shane with me how the fuck are y'all doing you know What's we live in best life like we are about to go into a nice conversation because it's about to get absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. wild Absolutely, we finna talk about the girl, how the girls get naked. Yeah, shaking that ass for them making. What would they say, Skrilla? Yes, making for the Skrilla. Sh- <laughs> making the straight Skrilla. I love it, it. If you don't got your floss on, put that motherfucking floss on. Let's pause. Now put that fucking floss, floss on. on. <laughs> <laughs> We are getting naked today, y'all. We getting Ooh. naked down in Pussy Valley. Look, I, I'm going to take the role of Uncle Clifford tonight. Shane already compared me to him the other day, and I'm still I said cool in with energy. It. I said in energy. And as I said, I, I respect that because I agree. <laughs> I love, <laughs> I love Uncle. Cl- I love. He's like, I need the tea. Get out there, give me the tea. I'm like, I love, I love you, some Uncle Clifford. I absolutely adore that character. I'm like, yes, I love you. Like yeah. I need a, I need all his fucking rules so I could just like learn these. Yes, pages. I want this rule book. I, <laughs> I need him to make a book. I will buy the hell out of it. I'm like 57. Hold up. I think the last one. Um, um, if you can't make it to the water, bring the water to you. I think that was rule 1,249. I don't know for sure, but it sounds about right. <laughs> I just need yeah, a book. I just need them to go ahead and publish us a book. But I need this book. Yeah. I would yeah. gladly go. I'm like, oh, it, it comes out when? Let me go ahead and get that pre-order in right now. Ain't it? Nope. Well, let me find out. <laughs> uh, what? I, and I, if I the producers or the writers marketing for, for P-Belly is watching, please go ahead and make us that book so we can calm the nerves of all the nigglets out here in these streets that need to know these books mm-hmm. and these rules that way we can go ahead and make this Skrilla. Ain't it? Because you never know we're going to have to make a window into a door 
Uh huh. Because we'll keep our legs closed and still get fed. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh God, I love. God, I love that. <laughs> like. So just so the audience knows, um, if you have not seen P-Valley by this point, that's your fault. You can stop this episode, watch all the way up until the end, Listen, and then come back. Stars, though. That's probably what's stopping them. Mm, yeah, that, oh, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry, fam. My, my stars. But stars <laughs> is currently having a little little uh, promotion that is $4.99 for four months. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know when yeah, and when it comes to shows that are like you know for the culture, like you just gotta swallow your pride sometimes. Like yeah. you know, I did. Look, my stars is paid by my brother's um, phone company, so I'm I'm okay. But for those who don't have that luxury, <laughs> just spend a little scrill. It's okay. It's okay. You you Bye. pay you pay for the content that you want. Nobody's saying that you have to be there all the time. Just be there on time. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and on time is right now. Go ahead and watch it and catch on up. There might be some spoilers in this conversation, but look, this is actually this episode is airing a couple months after we even recorded. So. You got time, bitches. And if you didn't make the time, you make the time now. That's all I'm saying. Pause this and go ahead and start watching and come back. Mm-hmm. Now, are the do do y'all have any crushes from the show? Since this is, this is a celebrity crush themed episode, we have to start with the um, crushes first. But you know, we're going into other stuff too. Do y'all have any crushes? I like Mercedes because, like, her attitude. <laughs> like, I just love the way she carries herself. Yeah. Mm, yes. I'm like, I love me a good, sh- I love me a strong bitch. I know she wants to get done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm I, like, I, I approve. I love this. Yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely agree. I, Mercedes for for me is is one, but I also I've always loved uh, Tyler Leslie Diamond. You know, just from the you know from the opposite end. I followed him from in another show um, he was on. And yeah, you know, just that whole dynamic. So I love the fact that the both of them have like that quiet confidence, uh, that that confidence about them, about their characters. They're really just, just beautiful <laughs> inside and out. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I have to say it's Mercedes. I, I love Mississippi, but I love Mississippi. Like, she's a beautiful woman. I'm not even going to take that Yeah, one. she's very pretty. I'm... I'm attached to her storyline versus I'm uh, attached to her as a character. Um, But like uh, Mercedes is definitely my celebrity crush. Um, uh, Lil Murder, might as well go and say it. That's a celebrity crush. (laughs) Teak is a celebrity crush. Big Bone, I like, she's a very pretty woman too. Big Bone? Big Bone. Oh, yes. Yes, I found her to be very beautiful. I'm like, I love her. Very beautiful. Yeah. Um, I love Diamond's um, fine ass. What's what's that? What's what's the name? Um, the 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 man who was uh, who was killed. Oh, actually, uh, what? Oh, big 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 T. Not big T. I, yes, he is oh. a crush. But um, honestly, the entire oh, cast, I, I love. Are, are the, you talking um, about Rome? Rome. Rome will be a celebrity crush. He will be a crush if he just kept his mouth closed. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you on that one. 
And, you know, he kind of like, you know how, like, when you have your crushes and you be like, damn, like, why they had to do that? Like, because, mm-hmm. you know, the moment he did that with trying to do that with Keyshawn, I'm like, really, dude? Like, okay, you got to be taken down now. So, you know, I wasn't feeling bad that he, that, of course, like, he weren't, he weren't, you know, died, but it was like, damn, like, why you had to do that? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I was fuck, so him. <laughs> fuck him. Fuck him. Yeah, now, so <clears throat> Wody also, fine as fuck. Mm-hmm. Now, I've been having my own little like internal thing with Corbin, uh, also played by Dan Johnson. But Corbin, Corbin Kyle, that mother motherfucker since season one, I'm just like you, that motherfucker. I just want to see you naked, honestly. Like <laughs> that most recent episode, they show him naked, and I'm just like, okay, show the dick. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's a fine nigga. I, that's uh, yes, yes, Corbin. I fucks with you. I don't like your personality. You're you're another person. You just gotta mm-hmm. stay quiet. <laughs> but can we also talk about like how some of like the episodes start with like just the sex of this on blast? The fact that Miss Patrice was on that post. <laughs> I love her so I much. I love her so much. And then went and then went right into a sermon. You know, I, I love I love that so much because that was such a black moment. Because <laughs> I was like, I I do not envision any person that's outside of the black community to do some shit like this. And I'm here for it all. Yeah. I, like when it when you know, being around church circles, most most definitely like Baptist circles, mm-hmm. I will see some shit like that. I've I've come close to seeing some shit like that. So I'm like, that was home for me to see her on his damn pole, like stripping damn near and then going into a fucking sermon. I'm like. But you know, but that's such a prevalent moment as it's so much of this, like, it's like the sexy characteristic of so many of these characters. Like they just own who they are. Like Mm -hmm. obviously they're going through their own struggles, their ups, their downs, whatever. But like a lot of these characters share that kind of similar aspect of they just own who they are. Mm-hmm. And definitely, and especially with you know Miss Patrice, like um, going through like this campaign and things like that. I'm like, that's how you run a campaign. You run a campaign yes. from the, from the nature of yeah, I used to do this. Where you think my daughter get it from? And so it's like, and so it's like you know, when you own your narrative, it can't be used to get you. Mm. Amen. So, so yeah, I'm here for it. Since we're talking about the campaigns, who the fuck are you going to vote for? I'll do under because I don't like Patrice. Interesting. I so I, I respect your I respect your choice. I'm like she did her daughter over so dirty and never apologized. Yeah, I just like that's I the think... part that really pisses me off because she like she preaches yeah. forgiveness, mm. right? But I'm like, bitch, you never apologized to the person you hurt the most, right? Yeah, I think for storytelling wise, I think it would be interesting to have Andre. Yeah. Um, in that in that aspect, just storytelling wise, like, but I like the fact that you know it's come down to Andre and and you know Patrice because I could see it going either way, and I think mm-hmm. either way would be interesting. But I think for just storyline purposes, because of the fact like Andre's also involved, you know, with Haley, and we know that you know Haley can be shady, so it's like that whole you can know be well <laughs> is yeah I was yeah you're right is. <laughs> Is right, let's put it out there. I'm like, so, Haley, yeah. you need to calm it down, girl. This storm is a brewing over here. That's a lot of shade. Hmm. 
So yeah. Um, I w- I would definitely vote for Patrice, and okay. I in the mindset of like someone who lives in Chuckalisa, uh, who's only exposed to the media that they saw. Mm-hmm. I will I will connect more with her in terms of okay, what I saw on the news is her daughter beat her down. We don't get the backstory there. Um, yeah. Then I get that they dug deep into her and they tried to slut shame her, and she owned that and was like, "I'm me. I've grown for that." And now I'm just speaking up for the people and I'm against this thing that's going to shut down businesses. So that will be the other thing that supports my um, vote for her. And then what she did with the poll, I'm like, bitch, yes. Like, (laughs) I was not expecting that from a pastor. You did what needed to be done on that damn poll, even though, you know, the moves could have been a little bit smoother, but you're an older person and you still did a great job. And I'm here for that. That's where Mercedes got her moves from. So she won my vote off of that uh and i i would think another aspect is when you think about the 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 action of bringing the casino because she's she recognizes that oh guess what that's going to um shut down a lot of the businesses in that area which is one of the things that they don't talk about in the show but they highlight it in one small episode uh, i think it was in season one or it might have been early season two when they were like okay the barbershop is going to be gone like <laughs> what are you going to do with that <laughs> like you got all these black businesses that you're about to build on top of just so you can bring in this white corporation so in that aspect i'm like sis one of the community does she really though? That's a that's a good question. Because my question is like, why the fuck is this godly woman being beat down by her daughter? That's a good point. Because mm-hmm. I have to ask questions. Because sometimes, like, listen, we, we all know the life. I'm like, an ass whooping like that don't just fall from the sky. Facts. <laughs> Facts. Because she was going, she was beating that fucking ass. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she got to prison. She continued it. <laughs> like. Oh my god. It, when I saw the clip, I'm like, oh damn. I knew they fought, but that was a beating. Yeah. Loki, we gotta talk about that jailhouse scene. I felt some type of way when all the women in the jail start going on Patrice's side and yeah. they knew exactly what she did. I'm like, y'all are automatically forgiving her and she still didn't apologize to her daughter. Well, yeah. This is my perspective as like a non-Christian mm-hmm. who's watching a scene that delves heavily with Christianity. Mm-hmm. I've actually seen this a lot within the Christian faith. I'm not saying it's everyone or all of it, but it's like people can know, because there was a pastor mm. that had a relationship with their girl when she was 14 all the way up to she was 18. Oh. It came to light in the pulpit. The whole, yeah. the congregation was like, oh, that's wrong, da, da, da. And then this must. And it was like, I know I did wrong. I know it was wrong. I repented. I da da da. And then people Bro. came and prayed with them and around them. I'm like, that's wow. a crime. I remember that's a that. literal crime. And like that's wow. happened on other occasions outside of that. Like they come to like someone like important to the church did something absolutely terrible. People were like, but as long as it's like, well, I repented and the Lord has forgiven me. Yeah. And also, like, within that scene, it it really showcases, like, the 
justification that happens mm-hmm. with you know aspects of Christianity and religion because it's kind of like like you said they know that Patrice did wrong mm-hmm. but yet they are so quick to forgive her because I think in the, in the mind it's like yeah she may have did what she did but she's the mother mm. and you know it's one of those things like she must have had a reason to do what she did because she's the mother mm-hmm. and you know you know mothers for all that they do you know it's like there is no wrong do- there there is no wrongdoing even though she she did was wrong and i remember when i watched that episode right before when they did have the knock when they did have that fight i was like you know i am not one to uh you know promote abuse against women especially mm-hmm. mothers I mean, like especially because i'm a mom's i'm a mom's man and everything but i was like she needs her ass <laughs> yes like <laughs> Like, I absolutely adore my mom. Me and my mom talk on the phone all the time. Me and her joke, Kiki, but I'm like, my mama, thank God, would never do the thing. I'm like, Patrice needs her ass dragged across the asphalt and stomped <laughs> yeah. and made in the butter. Because, like, like um, for me to be a person who, you know, formerly nonviolent and just to experience like that emotional uh impact of that like you stole my motherfucking dream yes that she worked so hard for to get her child and what was and what was the worst part about that situation is that it just it so didn't need to happen Mm. like like honestly because mercedes always had this dream of opening her own place like you Mm -hmm. think that honestly she wouldn't have given you the space like to use the space if you wanted it Mm -hmm. you know but you just want to take from her and steal from her like what she could have used the space as her church on the weekends like sunday when she mainly needed it exactly and it hurt me to the core when mercedes came back and she was seeking oh she was on the curve yeah when she was on that curve and her mother just looked at her Season like she was nothing. and i was like and you're supposed to be the godly woman here and you don't even accept the forgiveness of your daughter after you did her so fucking wrong wrong but that's a, but that's the nature of how like that indoctrination happens. Like it's to make you like anything that falls out of the faith or you know the following. Mm-hmm. Should, should we say it's like even when you are done wrong, you are still supposed to yeah forgive. But it's almost like a kind of coercion and manipulation that happens where you're the one that's actually apologizing when you're the one that's done wrong. Yeah, because I just just witnessing the Christian faith like if you don't forgive you're a terrible creature like meanwhile like I am Jewish in Judaism forgiveness is given only after you that person apologizes to that person they wronged Mm. because it's between no one else but that person and the person that they wronged we even have a whole holiday dedicated to it as well just case you can't do it right away we have a holiday it's our day where we will just talk to that person like hey i'm sorry for what i did i know i did you wrong i hope you can forgive me mm-hmm. then it's up to that person if they if they want to, want to uh forgive them mm-hmm. and then we then after that you uh send, you're actually supposed to send a gift as a way to ask for forgiveness but it's just i get so confused like because people like try to well not try to they put christianity into a lot of things Mm-hmm. So when I watch mm-hmm. a lot of these, especially Tyler Perry, I see it a lot in the Tyler Perry plays where he pushes forgiveness and very rarely is there an apology. Yeah. I'm like, you can't ask forgiveness and not 
apologize for what you did. Because right. at this point, why am I forgiving you? You haven't even shown that you were sorry for what you did. Exactly. Yeah, we got to have a whole. Yeah, we got to have a whole whole, a whole episode about Tyler. <laughs> but really, though, we like <laughs> we should we should have a real whole episode. So some of those, I'm like, okay, some points he makes, I'm like, okay, that's fair facts. And others, I'm like, oh, no, no, no. I'm not sure what you're talking about here, buddy boy. I, I can't get on board with this. I honestly like the diary of mad black woman. She went into play. Oh yes, when she went back to that no good dirty bastard. Girl, I was like, I would have went on that trip with light bright and been happy. I as I if I was a conscious, I was like, girl, you got new dick outside. The fuck you doing? For probably more money, girl. Like <laughs> this man like, has this a whole is ass old, business. This is old, done, done, dealt with. Move on. <laughs> Like this man, he was not pleasing you. You said that to your damn mama that he was not dicking you down the way that you needed to be dicked down. And you had the opportunity for some new dick with more money, with more aspiration and more dedication to you and fulfillment of all your fucking needs. And you go back to this nigga? Oh my God. Now I'm impressed. We're going to be here all day. Let's get back to the time that this show has given us. <laughs> we cannot. We're not going down Tyler Perry. Because um, we can make an episode of Tyler Perry. We can bring the whole congregation if we need to. I'm like, let's. Girl, no. Uh uh-uh. uh. This Taylor Port is telling me don't go down Tyler Perry because I'm not going to be. <laughs> no. We'll be here all week. We're going to be fighting. <laughs> yeah, we really going to have some riled up emotions. Now, oh, so. This is this is a moment from season two, and I love the aspect uh, when uh, Maine, you know, the the um, mm-hmm. that the the dude, buff ass dude, um, the guy that got them the fake IDs in season one. Him, yeah, Maine and uh, Mercedes was in the room together, and he cool. wanted to be sexual with her, and she was just like, "Hey, this is not what I'm looking for right now." Oh, I'm like all through. Out the fucking show, I'm like, I want them to have sex because I feel like the sex between those two would just be so passionate. And then that was the time that he decided to do that. And I was like, man, not in this moment. I could tell that she's not trying to hook up with anybody. And I love the fact that she vocalized no and he even respected that. And I mm-hmm. love that yeah. so much because that's something that is not shown enough when um, people respect the no and mm-hmm. um just you know he was it was all still good he didn't treat her badly he didn't lash out he was just like hey i get it but that's also a credit to his character and i'm so glad that they wrote the scene like that because you ever notice how like especially and i think i think about this too much obviously being a writer myself it's like when writers sometimes they, they'll write things that are so out of pocket for a character Mm-hmm. And it's like as you're going like what the fuck? Like mm-hmm. how did that happen? And Maine has always come across like the one thing he about Mercedes, he always has respected her. Mm-hmm. And like even from the nature of when uh the season finale, like when she um when she had that initial uh confrontation, I think, with one dude who like had dropped almost like dropped the money at her. And mm-hmm. you know, he immediately said, like, get, pick it up and give it to her. Mm-hmm. And you know, he's always in defense in defense of her. And that always comes out of a respect that he has for her. So even though, yeah, she's a beautiful bomb ass woman, he wants to obviously have sex with her, of course. Like you say, in that moment, that's not what she was needing. 
Mm. That's not what she was <clears throat> wanting. And yeah, I thought, yeah, it was a little bit ill-advised time. Like we could have like this another time. But the fact that he shot it, you know, he took his shot. She didn't receive, you know, she didn't reciprocate. But the fact that we had a consensual moment to happen at that time where she said no, and he was, he was, he was fine with that. Mm-hmm. You know? And I think that for him, that's in line with his character for everything that he's shown. So it would have been like to write it where like, you know how it is where he could have called all sorts of names, told her to get out or, you know, something like that. I just really felt like that wouldn't have been like in his character for how he's mm-hmm. been represented to her. Right. And uh, I, I like that even when when it comes to how like P-Valley, in my opinion, changes the narrative on a lot of things that we're accustomed to with when it comes it to sexuality, because even it when it came to the sex scene between murder and Teak, he mm-hmm. purposely brought out that condom. He even had a conversation with um, with Uncle Clifford about, OK, have you been having sex unprotected? Because when I'm out here in these streets, I've been using condoms. I want to know what's going like. They actually had a conversation about mm-hmm. the use of uh, protection. You don't see that often in other um, genres like you don't. Well, TV shows, you just see, oh, we're about to hook up. We're about to fuck and we're just going to like get it on like we we yeah. recently found out that old girl is pregnant because she just you know out here having sex with um what is it Dre Andrew what its name is the lawyer and Andre that name. Andre mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and it's a thing where it's like what's so funny about like the the sex scenes of P Valley is because a lot of them are the first time that you know a lot of people are seeing you know the you know uh. Mm-hmm. A variation of human beings can be sexual and intimate. It's like one of those things sometimes when I'm watching, I'm like, oh, okay, like they're going there. Okay, we're going to see a little bit of this. And then the scene just keeps going and then it keeps going. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I feel like, oh my God, like we're getting, like, oh, we're getting this. Like this is not just like a clip that infers like this is going to happen. Like you say, we see the we see the tenderness we see the condom being taken out we see the car we hear the conversation so none of these things that are happening where we typically would you know regularly see a uh, sex moment is being cut they're being you know done as fully as they can be even for you know something on cable and it's wonderful like i i it's one of them clutch a pearl moments like ooh. like the the sex scene between Clifford and um uh Lil Murda when they're on mm-hmm. like they're in the kitchen having sex and the fucking phone rings that's a real sex mm-hmm. moment like you don't yeah. know when things are going to happen not all sex is going to uh, happen in a perfect moment sometimes you get it on and next thing you know a phone call comes on and I think Lil Murda was like I need to get my dick out that shit made yeah. me laugh because <laughs> I'm like <laughs> I, I could see this happening in a in a in like a real life situation like you trying to like you know that a lot of shit is going on with you you're using sex as either a distraction or Mm -hmm. your connection with somebody that you love and then you know that in the back of your head i'm caring about what's going on with my aunt ernestine and you get that call okay is she okay what's going on what's and you know he stops everything because he knows he needs to answer that phone and like mm. the realness of that scene in itself is like something that is really lacking in a lot of sex when it comes to like generalized TV shows. Yeah, yeah. 
and even in the flip of the script of how like i think a lot of times we uh think about sex like sexual scripts or sexual roles like and little murder has been a prime demonstration of that where you would assume when we get the history of him and big and uh big piece uh kind of history that we know that you know hey they had this you know history in prison and it's kind of inferred that yeah they have you know hooked up before but even just the nature of this you know it was it was such a pivotal scene of having you know two uh outwardly presenting masculine men to share something that was intimate it was um it was sweet at the same time and it just went through all of those variations of levels and then it kind of and at that point i loved how it kind of had made fans think about like oh like this is what look like we know what little murder does like in the bedroom now and i love how in the very like not necessarily the next episode but the episode after that when him and clifford are together and of course like little murder wants you know wants clifford inside of inside of him it yet it stuns fans because what is bringing the message is is that just like how you would think little murder is this or little murder is that in an instant it can you know subvert mm -hmm. those you know subvert those roles so it's to make you say like yeah i'm who i need to be in with particular people for a particular situation yeah you know that happened so but little murder struggles with that though because he wants to be mm -hmm. who he is but in order to be successful mm -hmm. especially in the rap world he has to have this overly macho straight yeah. persona and that's yep been like the biggest contention between him and Uncle Clifford because I honestly I'm rooting for their relationship because they are just so close together. Too. I am too. Yes. Because but like also, yeah, yeah, but that's also why you know Clifford gives uh, Lil Murder that advice about you know you can't be everybody's cup of tea mm -hmm. because if you do you're not gonna have anything left for yourself and that is you know such real you know real advice coming from mm -hmm. Clifford himself you know Clifford himself so yeah. But Little Murder, he was a little, I'm like, look at this little wannabe rapper right here. Oh, but then he just grew on me. I'm like, I just want him to be happy now. Yes. Yes. Because, think, um, yeah. like, don't get me wrong, <laughs> Haley goes about her stuff in the wrong way. Complete wrong way. But she does have some decent intentions. Like, when she's trying to help Mississippi, Keyshawn. Mm -hmm. Yes. Like, don't get me wrong, I... At some points, I feel like I can't feel sorry for Mississippi at times because I'm like, girl, you know this man is ass. Even after learning their backstory, like though they're both their families just since the same deuces. Mm -hmm. Even after knowing that, it's like, girl, while I understand you have history with this man, you love him. He is not worth your safety. True. You have and, you know, actually, two kids that are yeah. watching this. Yeah, really? and you know, I really thought the wake up call for her, not necessarily the wake up call, but the like the pivotal like moment that things would change is when she learns that, you know, the babies are being abused. Cause it's kind of like, you know, mm -hmm. she has that, you know, she kind of has that attitude, like do what you want to me. Like don't mess up the face, of course. Mm -hmm. Like, but like do what you want to me. But when it starts to hurt, like you're actually physically hurting my children, mm -hmm. like that's, that like crosses like a line we can't come back from. And yeah. I have yeah. to say, I love that they did that in this season because it, it gives a real image on what a lot of people within uh, abusive mm. relationships deal mm -hmm. with. Um, because those people who are um, 
it's kind of like what we we're talking about in the um, previous episode when people associate love with pain and uh, love mm-hmm. with their abuse um that's essentially what's going on with her because she wants to keep that the thing that she's safe with which is her um boyfriend what's his name um Derek yeah Derek because she wants to continue with that because she lost everything by being pregnant with him so he became a safety net even though she's the person who's like keeping the family afloat (laughs) but it's like (laughs) he is her emotional safety net net because he was Mm -hmm. that person that stayed when the uh, parents decided to let them go so uh, and because of that she's going to always return to him because that's her safety blanket because even when she showed up to her um, parents house to be like hey I, I'm trying to tell you what the fuck I'm here for, but you you're trying to you, you shut me out. You won't give me the time to say exactly what I'm going through, mm-hmm. and all she can go back to was Derek. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, and with a lot of people who are going through abuse, they accept that hey, this is what I have to deal with in order for me to feel safe, in order for me to continue to feel the love, in order for me to continue to be in, within a space where I know I'm trusted or that I have the trust of you or I have the opportunity to manipulate because she knows Derek. She knows how to manipulate, you know. To get back to the club. Exactly. So she has that familiarity. And the scariest thing is the unknown for a lot of people, but uh, for a lot of people who've um, been abused, they're not going to leave that situation until it starts impacting other people, which I'm happy that they included that he abused the children because Mm -hmm. that like when I saw that, I'm like, okay, she's about to get out because I knew. Um, Just from, you know, work with some people who've um, been in some that similar situation that once you touch my kids, (laughs) it's a wrap. It's a wrap. wrap. But the thing is, like, it hates I I hate that it has to take that. Mm. Yeah, because like Keyshawn, Mississippi, however you want to describe her, call her. She's very fortunate in having something that a lot of abuse victims do not. Mm. She has a whole ass family at the pink who will ride and die for her like they were literally gonna die for like like, is it gidget gidget yep Mm -hmm. gidget was like she's this tiny little white girl she was like i'll take her and those kids back to my place she said that with her whole chest i'm like Mm -hmm. she has a whole group of people at that club who will gladly take her in and her kids and keep Derek away because I feel like most of those girls in that club could probably take Derek if they really put their minds to it. They can probably well, they definitely could. Yeah. And then like like and then Diamond, Diamond low-key is not low-key. We all knew Diamond had feelings for. Mm. Yeah. But and, and that's what hurts yeah, your so, heart the most. Like, you know, you had this man who obviously you're attracted to put his life on the line was literally getting Fighting. I was still kind of hurt. They got and him fired from the Dollar life. General, though. Mm-hmm. True that. True I that. I was through her ass. I was, kinda, I, was, I was salty about that. I was salty. But uh, yeah, but then like she knows this how Derek is, but she willingly puts herself in like a danger zone. Mm-hmm. Like when she ran off to go on tour, mm. I'm like, girl. Because like she, she did fall into the hype of her own self. She did. She felt hard and started to make some some decisions that if Derek would have found out about them fully, 
Mm. I couldn't even guarantee the girl be still around, you know? Yeah. Because it's like, honey, I understand you want to get this bag, become famous, but you also got to remember, who the fuck you got to go home to? Mm. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> even from the start of the relationship, the fake relationship with Lil Murder, I was just like, girl, um, your boyfriend's beating you up solely because you're out here stripping. And now you have the entire social media ecosphere thinking that you're in a relationship with this man, knowing that he is your baby's father and you're living with him now he's looking like you know in the mindset of masculinity and toxic masculinity at that now he's mm-hmm. looking like a lesser man for those people who know the situation and it's just like this is a lot of shit a <laughs> uh, little murder and brought it up he was like uh are you sure about this as he tilts her face yeah right i found it low-key like interesting how everybody knew what was going on, but I feel like they all had like this energy is like we're tired of talking to you kind of deal. Mm-hmm. That's what right. I got from all of them. They're like, we're just going to handle it as it comes because like, I feel like they've all had these come to Jesus meetings with her, like girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now they're like, hmm. And that's why, and that's why I really liked how Haley mentioned like, okay, well, I see you haven't used my gun yet. Cause it's kind of like, I said what I had to say to you. And it's like, Look, oh, we gonna kill this motherfucker. <laughs> like, what we doing, girl? I got you the pink. You stole the pink Glock. Let's not forget, you stole my gat. I had this motherfucker up here trying to kill me. I came back to my locker to grab this shit to find out your bitch ass couldn't even pull it off at your fucking husband. And now here we are. You still have yes. Use- Coming when Haley first did it, she was like, you know, here's a combination. As she like. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, but I did think it was like really good of Haley to give Keish to give her was it a cell phone, mm-hmm. an unregistered cell mm-hmm. phone, and like some other things for her and her kids to get out. All she needed was money. Mm-hmm. I'm like, girl, if you would have just told everyone else at the pink what you had planned, they were like, let's get this money for Mississippi. They probably been turned up. Like she about to finally leave this motherfucker. Girl, if she would have told the people at the pink what she was planning on doing, the kids would have already been at the fucking club. Let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I, I, I will say in terms of like, I, I understand why everybody just normalized her abuse because when it comes to people who are in those circumstances, there's nothing that you can say to get them out of it. They have to make that decision on their their own. It's like, either you are going to be willing to beat a dead horse until the horse comes back 18 years later, or you let the horse rise like Jesus whenever they want to. So it's like, you you just have to choose the battle that you want to fight. Yep. Like, I would also like to point out something like I, I have been waiting to see because I was really interested to see how this scene would go down. And also, I was really just kind of like disappointed because they have been building the sexual tension between Haley and Andre for so long. God. And it finally happened. I was thinking like, OK, this is going to be like fire. Like, I'm going to feel something. I, I was sadly disappointed. Like, oh, I, yeah. I, yeah. I said, oh. At the end, I'm like, that's right. like, oh, they exactly. should. Okay, okay, that that happened. They I'll should have out my house for that. Like my my, my my get out. My view is that they should have fucked 
the night when Haley really had that all that shit on the masquerade. Like they should have built that sexual tension from that mm-hmm. moment and let it carry the fuck on because one bitch was she was dressed to the fucking gods. Yeah, she checked this white uh, white woman. She checked the Corbin ass. So the the white establishment, and she checked fucking Andre too. She checked every motherfucker that was in this damn room. And I was like, that is a sexy ass bitch right there. And I, I she had the control. She had the power. Yeah. I would have loved for her to be like, you know what? Yeah. Now that we know what the fuck is going on with this deal, Andre, you come with me and grab this man by his fucking belt loop. And dragged him out of the fucking building and then fucked the hell out of him. I would have loved that. Yeah. That would be one way to end the season, too. I know, right? That <laughs> would, that'd be one hell of a season for that way. I'd be like, I've been talking about that for three years. Look, so, I'm like, that would have been fire. You gave me everything I needed in that moment. I appreciate it. <laughs> I'll be here for next the next episode, but you know what? I don't care who wins the damn elections. You did what needed to be done in this moment. Thank you. Absolutely. But you know, it's kind of like as much as I love Pete Valley and I love them for like the storytelling, the characters and things like that. I do. I do wish like, because we all know that they're going to get another season, of course. I do kind of wish, though, that they would change or alter the pacing a little bit, because I feel like a lot of the stories this season like they've been good but like we've had only like one or two like consistent stories Mm -hmm. that you know have like been happening and so sometimes like the episodes feel a little disjointed now don't mind now mind you i don't mind like not having certain characters in certain episodes especially like when we're getting backstories and you know things like that but i feel like sometimes they're running into the aspect where they have like too much thing too many things mm-hmm. going on where it's like sometimes it's even hard to like talk about the episode because so many things are intersecting where it's like i don't mind that but it needs a little bit more cohesion yeah and, i feel like they should have gave um mercedes and her daughter when they found out that her daughter was pregnant yeah i said they should have gave that more of an episode to itself Mm. Instead that squeezing it in with another one that had another he- plot line in it, because right. that's something that should be talked about more. Mm. Because her mother was like, Mercedes was like, "Listen, I don't want you to do what I did," and she even told her why. And then come to find out, her daughter's pregnant. I do love how she gave her daughter a choice in what she wanted to do with the baby. Mm-hmm. Like she's like, "Listen, if what do you want to do? You want to keep it? Do you want to go with it?" Jackson? Mm-hmm. Jackson. I think it was yeah. Jackson. And I'm yeah. like, this should have gotten far more far more screen time. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I'm like, that's a very important story because a mother can like we said earlier, you don't know what your child's gonna do out there mm-hmm. yeah. on their own. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely, um, because you're and, and, and Shane, you're you know, you're so right because they tackle i mean p valley is a show that goes there they you know mm-hmm. they are getting to like these very important issues and really writing it really beautifully and i like you say it's just like certain stories like that i feel like should have just been fleshed out you know some more mm-hmm. or even just like the whole situation that happened with mercedes and um the lady who was married and you know yeah, uh in that that whole situation it kind of seems like that was just kind of like wrapped up with this last episode with can and by the way can we talk about how beautiful mercedes looked in that exhibition when that exhibition yes. was shown oh real good oh 
Like she's a beautiful woman in general, but I'm like, yes. damn. Her in art, like the Mercedes experience, I am here for it. Oh, they didn't he validates and they'll go up and have a own like their own little exhibit just yeah. out there. Cause I will gladly but, drive. But I can't but it's but it's kinda kinda like bringing back to my point, like it's kinda like I feel like that story though has like wrapped. And I would have wanted them it does to feel like, a little rush. I wouldn't would have wanted them to explore that more, especially with Mercedes are you know, uh, you know, with her shoulders still being, you know, not right. And even if she gets past it, still, you know, as she was saying to Clifford in one of the recent episodes, it's like she's like five years, you know, past her prime of what she wanted to doing this. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it would have been interesting for her to explore a different avenue of like stripping, but also using her stripping as art, like maybe like in the like in the art world or you know mm-hmm. like something like that like what um i cannot remember her character's name but what the um lady tried to you know tried to do and tried to exhibit for her like that would have been something to you mm-hmm. know kind of like explore i think a little bit for, further um but it seems like you know that's just going to kind of be a story that just kind of comes to a close yeah. yeah i do you're you're right like i do feel like they should probably like flush it out just a little bit more but i do feel like they're leading up to a spinoff mm. probably following like mercedes because like you like she's said it it's been said to her she's experienced that's probably contributed a part of her anger because let's be real mercedes has a lot of reasons and rightfully so to be very upset oh yeah. so it's like if they gave mercedes her spinoff just to explore like one her relationship between shell her the father of her child Mm-hmm. How and her relationship with her mother just a little bit more because I feel like there's a lot there. There's a lot to she because Mercedes brought up a lot of things her mother used to do to her. Mm-hmm. I'm it's, like, I need to know what's going on because it sounds like she got it because of her mother. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like there's a lot of sexual trauma um, that is not necessarily talked about within the Mercedes ser- uh, storyline mm-hmm. because, like, like you said. Um, it's very vague about what her and her mom, uh, what her mom used to make her do, because mm-hmm. she even mentioned like on um, that scene when she was going to, um, when she was talking to her mom about the possibility of getting an abortion, uh, her, uh, she was like, but you're out here making me do these things for these men. Like, <laughs> so it's like, even with that, I want to know exactly what that phrasing means. What were you yes. having her? Because her mother was uh, a waitress, and I think she was also was she a, a stripper or anything like that. Well, they they indicate she was a hoe, but they don't ever talk about what kind of hoe. Like what she yeah, because hoe is a very blanket term, right? Like wow. I I don't know if she's sleeping with uh, multiple men. If she was down at the pint too, I don't. I, yeah, like. like mm-hmm. Like what, what's going yeah. on? Because I feel like there's all this, like you said, a, there's a lot of trauma in general surrounding Mercedes' story, and a um, lot of it is surrounding her mother. And another part is her child. I'm like, I feel like we need to know how old Shell is because she seems like she's like not much older, but like she's older. Mm. So then it leads to the question of like, how old was Tierica's Tierica? Tierica. Yeah, yeah. Terika's father because she indicates that she got pregnant young and then she was talking to her daughter about being used by older men. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that sounds like experience. 
and it, oh. it was that scene in the first season when she goes off on the little girls for being on the, on the internet, mm-hmm. you know, shaking mm-hmm. their ass and shit on Snapchat, whatever it is. That's when I realized, and, you know, in terms of like understanding trauma and trauma responses, that for her character, her character itself had sexual trauma because she's experienced having sex with older men, be it either yeah. the one dude or multiple. Because she's yeah. like, y'all don't know these motherfuckers out here. Like, y'all over here shaking your ass and all this other stuff and whatnot. And that that one young girl was like, but isn't that what you do? It was her daughter. <laughs> yeah, her it daughter. was her daughter. <laughs> I was like, and even when she checked them, uh, check, checked her, I was like, that was actually an appropriate check. I'm not even going to lie. She was like, I get paid. I'm like, you damn right. And y'all you shaking it Get some free. money for it. Get something out of it. Damn. Right. Yeah. Something but, other than a baby. Yeah. Mm. And it's kind of like, I, I don't know, like, like I say, I love the show, love the writing, but there are certain it. things that I do wish like were just altered, like uh, certain parts of Haley's storyline, I mm. actually wish were given to mm-hmm. Mercedes, like the whole aspect of like owning, like owning the club or being like the manager or, you know, something like that. I could really see that being for Mercedes to keep her in the nature of the mm-hmm. pink. But also have her because she ultimately had a good, you know, at least a semi good business mindset because mm-hmm. of the fact that she wanted to open up her own studio. So even though she may not necessarily, we don't know, being as business inclined as Haley is, it would kind of still kind of like that way we could like as the seasons go on, like you say, unless they're trying to create a spinoff you know with her it's kind of like it can keep her in the realm of the pink but still explore like her her life because yeah really what, what i'm questioning about the show with mercedes is like okay like i don't want to get into the same repetitious storylines mm-hmm. with her if, and because i love her but i don't want to have this constant battle with her every season about oh is she gonna leave is you know mm. what's gonna make her stay because that's the push and pull with the show like this it's like yeah the pink is our place where we want to be set but when you have characters who are so dead set on leaving something always has to bring them back there but then that begins to get you know very repetitive because mm-hmm. it's like okay like because it's like that person who retires like five times you know yeah. it's like well bitch are you like i'm leaving we'll see you in two weeks <laughs> you know so yeah so i just hope that they don't get into that same yeah. you know kind of repetitive storytelling like i would love for them like like you're saying i like, give her some type of role like mm. have her train the new girls mm. like that like basically she loves to dance have her choreograph things and stuff like that mm. i'm like i feel like that'll be a good thing like she can manage the girls with uh, uncle clifford mm. she'll be that yeah. other push that they'll need yeah. like uncle clifford gives them that affection like that tough love like in a motherly way mercedes like mm. bitch either you who's gonna make that money for you damn sure ain't gonna be the wind <laughs> like I, I i will say in terms of mercedes uh, mercedes storyline that i do hate that they play like you know she's very young um but they play so heavily on the retirement side and mm-hmm. that fight of youth because it's like they don't recognize the fact that hey one, I, I hate that they don't recognize, you know, it's, it's kind of that play on you don't you 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 know, the older generations here, but you not respecting the older generation. So I mm-hmm. like that aspect of it. But it's like they also play the uh, the um, thing of the older generation is still trying to go out on their last hurrah 
mm-hmm. when Mercedes is not necessarily doing that, she's really out here just trying to, well, from my perspective, she's just out here trying to do what's best for the pink know that her worth and she knows what she brings to the table and the only issue is that it's never being respected yes yeah i can see that yeah they don't play on that often they don't even play on that at all in my opinion but they do play on the i'm too old for this um i'm already aged out so i'm trying to retire and i i'm here for necessity purpose purposes only because it's like she had this whole ass thing going on with coach and coach's wife farah all that shit is going well mm-hmm. going good they could have easily wrote in a situation where she just started something else to continue mm-hmm. to you know like fund this um building that she's um taking care of like, i can't remember she still has that 10k that she got from season one <laughs> exactly yeah so that's the thing like they they will drop certain things and it's kind of like well wait a minute what happened what happened to that you know exactly. yeah i'm not sure because i know like it said that Haley took it to fit like two hundred fifty thousand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. i'm like was does that include all the stuff she got for uh mercedes i thought she gave that to mercedes flat out she did yeah, yeah so i'm yeah. like so did she just take that back at some point yeah. Now they they did show her in her new business. Um, they they did show her in there, and I'm like, okay, so she put a down payment on this. I don't know if it was the 10k or if it was the uh, extra 20k yeah. that she, well, the extra 10k that she got as a down payment from Coach, um, and then she got it. But at the end of the day, she still got more money from her interaction with Coach. <laughs> so it's mm. like. What what um, happened to that? Why is there still a survival mentality or survival thing in terms of up, uh, yeah. building up her? Well, I think though with Mercedes, because she had to always fend for herself. Mm. Because that's hard to like break a person of. But I hate that they. It's a classic trope. But she's always yeah. had, she can depend on her own mother, like. Right. And even just for like the evolution of her, because even as the show was first introduced, it's kind of like, you know, Mercedes is just majestic. Like she's the one that draws everybody into the Mercedes experience. So I could have even seen like the situation like with Coach and Farrah, like spin off into like, you know, maybe she becomes like a private or exclusive dancer because she now does have that kind of notoriety. Mm-hmm. in her and um i would love to just make mention of a character that i did not like at the beginning of the season but has quickly grown on me Ooh. i love me some miss roulette right now because miss roulette is a whole pimp out here <laughs> she is a pimp I, I i am not i'm a fan of whisper but I not I necessarily because i was actually about to bring this bring her and diamond back up but roulette i love her as a person i love her as a character but i do not love her as yeah she's extreme she's unhinged and she's and she's so yeah i do agree with you i love like the essence of her but she is gonna get somebody she's gonna get somebody killed she is and like toy she's also one of my um celebrity crushes because even though bitch is gassy bitch is shitty and bitch is like <laughs> forever <laughs> sick i love her i love her personality and she's so adorable she's fine too but like mm-hmm. let's be real most of the bitches in that in that show is fine as hell look, the entire cast even, is fine as hell even <laughs> baby gidget <laughs> right it's okay like, i'm not gonna lie i'm gonna say this out here sometimes i know what the fuck that bitch is in the show who gets it yes 
<laughs> like still more like no i love her character she's precious mm-hmm. but sometimes she's just there she had no place in that scene with tick because i was like girl this is not the place for you to try to like this man will he just got out bitch shut the fuck up he he obviously have issues with white people he made that clear <laughs> Bitch, shut the fuck up. If he chokes you, like, I was... Like, sometimes, you know, your mouth can just be... Get you into so much trouble, like... Mm-hmm. I'm like, girl, like, this is not... gonna be in the back of her throat if she was not careful. I'm like... Girl. I'm like, Gidget, you're precious. I love you. You've grown on me. But, girl, this is not the place for you. So, you have to choose the right battles. Like, I You know, understand. my ass would have done all that. walked outside that door, like... Hmm. He looked mad. Girl. You like he just got out. Let me go ahead and go right back to where I was. Look, I would have been like, quick. I would be like, hey, Keyshawn, I, I don't know this motherfucker here, but let's go ahead and go outside because I want to defend you, girl. But this is the best. This is the best I could do. We need to the go best outside. defense is a retreat, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> she was trying to get punched in the throat. Mm-mm. I'm like, I love Gidget. She's a ride and die bitch through and through. But sometimes I'm like, Gidget, girl, this is not the place for you, baby girl. You need to be somewhere nice, looking on my re- uh, like a margarita. Just Ugh. sit back and relax. Like, go sit down somewhere, please. I would have looked if I was Gidget. This is a Rome problem, not a my problem. Mercedes, girl, let's go ahead. <laughs> I was not invited into this conversation. I'm good. Yeah. Gotta but even adore her character with her pretty ass legs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But Bernard, I was just, you know, really agreeing with you. Like the thing about I, I think what I really like about Roulette as a mm-hmm. care and just as a character is that complexity that she has because we've seen her be very vulnerable with the uh with the guy that, you know, kinda like had her up against the wall. Like we've seen like her like very vulnerable moments. And obviously we saw by that hotel room scene why she's called roulette. Bruh, that scene so it's like she is the type of character where she's dangerous she's unhinged but she knows how to take that power Mm -hmm. she knows who she wants to be vulnerable with and that is what ultimately makes it so like i i'm so scared for whisper and i'm so scared for toy because they are not women who are accustomed to that so they don't know those p's and those you know those p's and those q's and when you live a life like that like you gotta you gotta be on top of your game so that's what my only fear is it's not because of who roulette is it's because she she doesn't really care about the fallout Facts. you know what happens so it's kind of like yeah she's gonna get to a point where she's she just is gonna get somebody killed she really like if she if she thought through a lot of her actions that's the thing that will really bring me into her side yeah it's just i i don't want her to be the cause of other people's trauma or their downfall because she's not trying to like factor in what her actions and will lead up to because one she's putting the pink in uh the pink into danger because of her actions knowing the rules and then she's bringing I, whisper into the situation and now she's bringing toy into this situation it's just like like roulette crossed me as a person who acts first and thinks later true exactly. exactly and like and that can be that can be fun like outside of the work situation but it can be also very dangerous Danger, right mm-hmm. yeah it's and like when you oh we could there. die but where's yeah. the adventure in that hold up bitch like like <laughs> <then> nobody, <laughs> nobody, nobody don't know why i want that like, now, so, yeah. 
one one thing I want to bring up because I love that they like decided to dig deep into like spirituality this this season in terms the of like voodoo. voodoo or even just the 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 third eye because whisper is a third eye character we have to claim it what it is and then you have um the reiki with diamond uh, as well as his voodoo practices and i love that they brought that into the season i also hate it because it's like i did not know the um p valley is going to be like a horror series now i did not know that this is going to be something that i'm going to be scared to watch because i don't know when this motherfucker is going to come out the ground the next time in a pool of fucking water trying to reach out for the motherfucker i don't want to see that again that shit was scary. I also loved it, <laughs> but I love how they brought that into the season at the same time because it kind it, it touched based on episode three of Lovecraft Country. And I have to say that because that episode three of Lovecraft Country was like some other shit, and I loved it because it was like, oh, we got black spirituality because it's a black motherfucking show. Boom. And now we have P Valley and they're just like, hey, voodoo, hoodoo, all that is uh, uh, something that is present within uh, uh, aspects of the um, black community here in um, Mm -hmm. America, as well as uh, where he's from, which is Louisiana. So he has those practices already. And then you have this additional character who has third eye fully awakened and she's like, oh, girl, I hope you're you're ready for twins, like bitch. You. And I and I love the fact that you know Katori and the writers um, were just like, I love how they were just so like so unapologetic when like you know of course like the backlash and things like that started because of showing you know showing you know showing those things and it's like one you have to realize where this show takes you know is taking mm-hmm. place or the fictional kind of where this show taking place like deep in the like deep in the south like that is mississippi louisiana territory like that's what you know is known Mm -hmm. for for those spiritual practices two it's done in a way that is not whitewashed Mm -hmm. you know as to as to say so it's kind of like yeah i get some of you know the reservations especially if you're not accustomed you know obviously accustomed to watching you know certain things so it's kind of like certain people and like i remember reading in the comments they were like yeah, I, I the whole thing that happened with you know uh, Haley, Mercedes, and Clifford uh, shooting, you know, um, you know what's his name in the in the back room. It's like there Montavious are with that Montavious, right? There are obviously there have been hints to the fact like his spirit is still haunting, you know mm-hmm. that that room. But and so I think it's good to play on. But I think like for a majority, like a good majority fan base, it's something that I don't think that they want to like play on for too long because it like it gets you in like it gets like under your skin you know for some you know for some reason and i'm not saying that for me personally but you know i can like that's what the like a like a lot of fans are saying when it comes to like things like that i really appreciated those scenes because i did Mm. grow up i did spend a good part of my uh childhood in louisiana Mm. like i grew up in I will fuck up some Cajun food in a heartbeat. Yeah. But I'm used to the voodoo and the stuff like that because it's very common. It's literally part of common life. We yeah. just know to respect it. Mm. Exactly. It's like, because most of the time they will not bother you if you are respectful. It's the same mm. thing with anything. But mainly yeah. it's about being calm and grateful to the spirits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. 
like when they were when they were like doing the uh, cleanse for COVID regulations and whatnot. I'm like, so are we going to have somebody come up in here and say this motherfucker? Like, what what are we doing? Like when Diamond went into that fucking room and got into the puddles, mm. I'm like, motherfucker, you understand what happened there? You understand what needs to be done within that room? Why are you not doing it to cleanse the fucking energy? Like you are, you already have the the negative energy protected within the ring on the altar and all that to keep that for safety purposes but you still have not cleansed the 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 impact point the moment where his spirit left why are we not doing that like i when that episode happened i'm like okay is he going to cleanse it now like when when is this going to happen when are we going to get to the point where we are actually going to exercise the negative energy that exists in this fucking room but i also did not like that they like when it came to like the cameras his spirit showing up like <laughs> in the background somewhere i'm like is this is this a horror show now or is this something else like what what are we doing like are we sticking to the p-valley storyline and just incorporating the spirituality or are we just making this horror yeah and that's my thing it's kind of like that's where i go back to the point of them having like too many stop and start storylines it's kind of like if they wanted to do something with my spirit like haunting the place i'd rather them do it in one or two episodes and just conclude it Mm. instead of having it linger or you know if they want to do you know you know because like you say like those like horror elements which are really more so spiritual it's like yeah like those elements really do exist so it's like if we're gonna do it let's let's do it and let's give it an actual story instead of having it in stop and start parts because then it starts to be kind of like choppy and as far mm-hmm. as like and then it won't be and then it really won't be as good of storytelling because it's like okay well this amount of time has passed and like okay now we're just getting to this or you know so it really wouldn't make sense like timeline or you know narrative wise but if we want to tackle it let's tackle it mm. you know like i would have rather them connected to like his spirit being part of Haley's guilty conscience or something yeah that would have made a lot more sense because it because some people do have that manifestation of that person. Even though that person caused them grievous harm, it's like, I killed this person. Yeah. Yeah, and, and one of my favorite TV shows, you know, a main character said that, you know, the first time you kill somebody, it changes you forever. Like, you can't, mm-hmm. no matter how evil this person may be, like, that shit, like, killing somebody is not as simple as, you know, pe- you know, it may be made out to be. Like, that. Mm-hmm. that's gonna haunt you forever. Mm-hmm. Now, even with like the seven pounds aspect because it's like with the um earlier episode you know we find out like diamond brings the weight out of mercedes he weighs it and then lets it go at that point i'm like it should be gone and then you have that wonderful scene when she, you know, the Mercedes experience, where those photos came from, where she, you know the shit got real with Farah, and I was like, yes, all of that happened. I will buy one if they published it. Look, like uh, when when they have their first encounter and whatnot, she's doing these moves and she's great. And then we find out in like the most recent episode, episode nine, where she's like, oh yeah. 
I I had to shift my weight and use my weaker arm to, you know, do a lot more things and, you know, give you that uh, experience. And Farrah was just like, girl, if that was your weaker arm, I like, I don't want to take a hit from you. But like, when we get to- But they just undermined all of that. Right. Like, that would have been a very strong thing to narrow down because it's like, hey, she's making herself stronger by um, working on her weaknesses and, like, yeah. just leave the seven pounds thing beyond. Yeah. Leave that behind yeah. and not go back to it because we're done with that era with Mercedes because the weight was lifted when Diamond did what he needed to do rather than making it seem as though oh this is still impacting her career going forward like that would have been so much different if she was just like you know what like when she was on the pole and you know having her issue she's like you know what i'm really actually done with this i don't want to do this last show with you all y'all don't need me anymore y'all got uh, Mississippi here y'all got these new girls I was supposed to retire uh, a long time ago and I'm going to just walk out and be happy and find but something Mississippi's new not there for long though that's the thing true like but that would have been like a different kind of story versus mm-hmm. oh I'm still fighting to make my name known because I'm the everybody old- knows Mercedes right yeah. but like it's it's just there's so many differences that they could have made within like the storytelling aspect um most definitely when it uh, pertains to that spiritual side as well as like the the result that you want to see near the end of the uh of the series season and even and even take like a main character like Haley, for instance it's kind of like after two seasons it's like I really still don't know what really to make of Haley. Like she's yeah. still one of these characters that's really like a mystery to me because it's like in moments I like her, in other moments I don't. I'm rooting for her in some moments, and other times I just want to slap her. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's like you know, it's a real whiplash experience that I experience with um, the character of Haley. And it's not the fact that I don't think that you know, like characters like that aren't interesting, but it's kind of like. I really want to get to the core of the time where she did, where she did run away and get more so, you know, into her, which is something that, you know, they, they, you know, may, may be on the way of, uh, on the way of doing, but, you know, it's kind of like, you know, with her, her having this very, you know, savvy business mindset. And that's why, like in her, it's all about her delivery when she's talking to Clifford and Mercedes, because it's like the things that she's saying, it's not like they're not true, Mm -hmm. but she forgets about the fact that this is a family mm-hmm. you know and they're in a family you recently came into and now that you are technically the owner of you know so it's kind of like the things that she says about the fact that well mercedes we can't take the risk of you being on top and falling i mean like that's a real like legitimate concern just like what ended up happening you know so the things that she talks about from a business aspect i'm like yeah Haley, i see what you're talking about but you gotta have a real better delivery with it you know? yes like i said like she has good intentions it's her approach yeah it's like because some of the things i'm like okay she's not wrong but it's the way she worded it mm-hmm. like you just said like mercedes falling that's a legit concern she could eat mercedes could easily die right and then and what especially made me upset over this last episode was her she still is does not want to 
I think it's one of those things where Mercedes really just wants her to acknowledge and tell her she she thanks her tremendously for what she did because yeah. Haley has because Haley has this whole attitude where it's like yeah it happened let's move on mm. and and I mean this woman's like show is like legit messed up over something that was your situation and you called facts and I, I my thing is I because Mercedes I, could easily let her stay there and get toned up like I I hate that in terms of like the difference between season one and season two season one was like focused on making um uh, Haley like the main character in a sense like you understand her as a victim her as a survivor and all this other stuff and then we get into season two now she's the ultimate villain and I also think that in in a, in a sense of like writing and storytelling and her being the villain they're playing heavily on that uh, closeness to whiteness kind of thing uh, mm -hmm. and colorism mm -hmm. because it's like everything that she's like what Haley like you said Haley what she says is not necessarily bad things because it's like the reality of everything like we can we can I see the worth in this we can actually make the money of it and we can still prosper in like Uncle Clifford I understand your family has some times, but motherfucker, I'm trying to get you these fucking reparations. Like, mm -hmm. I get that mm -hmm. aspect of everything, but it's like, there, it's like so heavily focused on making the light-skinned person the villain within this season um, that Haley re um, removes herself from the plight and the struggle of those people that she uh, was struggling with. And I she feel was struggling like with them last year exactly and i feel like they should have kept that mentality of mm -hmm. she knows that she was struggling because she even came up into this like not necessarily that this is going to be a long-term thing but when but she Uncle purchased gave it, her a chance right when, when she purchased the um the pink it was for myself i got the feeling she did that out of respect of what she had experienced with them mm -hmm. in a, a loving kind of situation rather yeah, than they like came a to her rescue business thing mm -hmm. oh clifford said like, oh hell no he looked, the, he looked in that box of guns <laughs> exactly and they he, like took his pretty ass on over there and like they really could have continued to play on that aspect of showing the respect and appreciation for what the pink did for her but um the writers chose to like let's go ahead and make her the villain because in uh, multiple episodes you get that colorism aspect of things the light bright is doing this you know these Ooh. light skins and all that like yeah there's a place for colorism that time but i have to admit because you know sometimes you, you just don't understand but at the same time, it does not take away from what, you know, we share as black people. Mm -hmm. right? and, and even like the same trope, I feel like kind of is, I'm hoping that they don't go down the road of is because as much as I love Clifford and Lil Murder, I don't want to keep rehashing this whole thing about, you know, Clifford has made it very known about the fact that Clifford is not going to be anybody's secret. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. the fact that Lil Murder has this career, has this image, you know, that he has to maintain for his music and his business, that's always just going to be a point of conjecture for them. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, I, it's kind of like certain of these stories, is, it's just, I wish that, 
I don't think that all stories need to be wrapped up in, you know, an episode or a season even, but I just need the story to go into different beats, mm. you know, to have a situation where Clifford and Murder's like public and private relationship is tested in some sort of way and see how they can either rise above it or will it be the the beat of them but and so it's like as much as i love the conversations and i love the dialogue that happens one thing that gets me about shows though as far as storytelling is i don't want to keep rehashing the same beat all over again mm -hmm. like let the story move into new di you know new dynamics so I, as much as I love the both of them, I am really concerned about the fact that both of them have made their positions really clear. Now, if they just want to, you know, have like what they have and now, hey, I say what I say, you say what you say, and we just come together and we just, you know, get it on, then, you know, let that be that. But at some point, I think because of what they both mean to each other, that's mm -hmm. obviously not all oh, that's what's gonna that's what's gonna happen. So I am just hoping as we end this season and we move into a new season whenever they whenever they come back that we just continue to evolve the stories yeah. and not rehash the same beats over exactly. and over. Because like even when it comes to the concept of selling the pink, yeah. Uncle Clifford is okay with selling the pink. Like he mentioned that with Haley, like he was like, "Hey, if you can get that ten million dollars and I get my two point five, life is good. I appreciate mm -hmm. it. I'm I'm here for it." But it's like they still have that. They write that mentality that he's against it throughout the season, because it's like we've already learned early on that he's cool with it as long as that we get the right price, the people mm -hmm. don't go away, we can start it up anew somewhere else. That is still perfectly fine. Yeah, because and because what I picked up from uh, Clifford, the pink right now is just a place. Like the building is just a place. The pink is a mindset. Ooh. Mm -hmm. It's a family. You can't take that. A building can burn down and be replaced. Mm -hmm. You can't replace the people. Right. And that's why I get what Uncle Clifford's standpoint is like, if we got to sell the this building, so be it. We can open another one somewhere else with better parking. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, all right. Because every time I see them, I'm like, damn, this parking lot is rough it's over wrong. here. Right. Yep. <laughs> So since the episode has to end soon, I, I wonder, I, I want to ask this question. What is, if you were like the mayor of Chuckaloosa, Chuckalisa, what would you do in terms like moving forward with the casino or not going with the casino? Who are you as mayor of Chuckaloosa? Uh, so let's start off with since you know ladies always get the first go. I'm sorry, Shane. I'm gonna go with Tyrell. Yeah, I'm no problem with the go going. <laughs> I have no problem with the go on boo boo. Oh, I think um, for me, I think I would try to find a good balance of both mm -hmm. because we all know that casinos are a mind gold of a business and we know that a lot of times major casinos they thrive in smaller towns and locations because that's what attracts people mm -hmm. to that to that segment so i don't see why we couldn't have like because like for me for instance and i'm just gonna sum this up real quickly because i want to hear uh shay's opinion um i've always one of the reasons why i've always wanted to visit las vegas which i still have yet to go is because i want to go see a burlesque show 
It's yes. not really to gamble, but I've always wanted to see a burlesque show. But I feel like I would try to combine the ideas a little bit. Like, do you know how much money people would pay to come to the casino, like to come to the casino and get the pink experience? Mm-hmm. Like, so for me, I would have the pink inside of the casino. Like, do you know what kind of gold mine that would be? That's, right. That's, that's my. <laughs> I'm not gonna. Lie. I was on the same board putting the pink inside the casino, or just make an entertainment district. Yes. In, in general yes. it's like we can have the casino here then like further up the street or whatever we have like the pink and some other things but put the pink in a bigger building make it two-story i'm yeah. like listen we're gonna make this entertainment dish we're gonna make it right it's gonna be nice bright then we have a nice ass sign it's gonna be pink of course the pink mm. the pink like, i'm gonna make it two pink. stories make sure it has a nice office with working air condition a proper kitchen Yep. Like we're gonna do, like like I said, we're gonna combine it because the pink is a part of town. Exactly. Yeah. It's and part the of end, history, so we need it yep. there. Yep. And at the end of the day, regardless if you uh, love the the strip life, if you demean the strip life, it's like at the end of the day, everybody always want to see the co- the color of one thing, and that's green. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like paper. whatever. Whatever gets us all paid, I'm here for. And we're going to use that green from the entertainment district to uplift the other communities. Like, we're going to dig some good schools. We're going to do everything. Not private schools. I'm going to ban private schools. (laughs) I'm with you on that. Yes. Because a lot of of cities like to give all their funding to private schools and leave the public schools in the dust. I'm like, I'm sorry. If you want a private school, I get to help my city. We're going to have mm. nothing but regular schools here, charter schools and all like that. What's good? Like, my dad to come to my office and fight me because I will take off my shoes. Like, let's go. <laughs> you outside the grass. Don't make me break my feeling. Got to touch the grass. Like, for me, I, I feel like I would look, I would go for community support first and mm-hmm. have the community build the casino in terms of like, hey, we got this going on. We're going to sell these lands and everything, whatever, and get that in the like connection to like the random as rich as white man who's trying to build this and make profit off of it. Because I want the pop- profit to be within the community of Chakalisa and not this private owner who's not going to really be living here so like have that community support and just be like hey we're going to in- include the pink include the pink so that we have our dancers we can even have a late night show where we got the nudity mm-hmm. going on uh we have since they're going to displace like a barbershop and let's say a salon in that too make sure that those people who are going to be displaced are going to be the primary people that we're contracting with to make sure that our dancers are looking on mm-hmm. fleek. That way we have that going on. And then we build this casino up in these locations. And guess what? The funds that's going from this casino is going back into the community to make sure that we are all sustainable in that way. Uh-huh. That's mayor. That's that's like, that is what I see with mayor. I, did, I just Patrice. love as collective, <laughs> all three of us have like the same idea, essentially. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Like, we because, understand that yeah. this casino is going to bring in money. Yeah. And when, what, what do drunk people like to see more than anything? Titties and ass within distance. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things like you would think like if, if more people had the mindset of how can we work together, even if it is just for the money, it's kind of like set your ego aside. Mm. 
that's you the know, hardest part. And, rec- and that's the hardest part. Most people, they can't do that. And that's why a lot of times, like when you're trying to revitalize a district or, you know, like the, uh, you know, trying to figure out, you know, do you want to keep these businesses and not like when you're talking about, especially black owned businesses, mm-hmm. you, you know, a lot of times those who are not of our skin color, you know, they do not understand the historical uh heritage that is set and there is a reason why these these places have stood the test of time because they're not only they're not only for financial financial gain most of the time they're making you know very little off their finances but this is a part of history this is family legacy that is passed down so if you could take that and use that in a productive way that Mm -hmm. is that gets along with the nature of what's coming in our pocket mm-hmm. you would have a go again gold mine exactly gold mine. and I, I i think that's the thing like when you think about you know capitalism and whatnot is like it's the you're enriching one person's pocket and rather mm-hmm. than everyone's pocket and to bring business outside business into your community you want what's best for that community that the community is being enriched rather than just that one person and i love in terms of like andre like he was so heavy on pushing like the the leasing option which i hate that the the uh, the wider cows were not trying to go off of that because they're just like i'm just trying to get that money quick rather than hey we can get Long-term 10 million dollars like yeah. we, we can get all yeah it's like money. yeah you want this money quick but i'm trying to set you up for something that can have be sustainable to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and you get more out of that because you are doing this long term rather than a one-time deal and I think when you get into like community growth, community development, com- uh, community sustainability, you have to think of, okay, we're going to invest in this thing to bring more to us as a whole, rather than fill fill the pockets of this one individual because mm-hmm. they decided to be the the primary financial backer of this one one issue. Mm-hmm. So, um, word on the street is that we need to go ahead and like get into this election cycle while everybody's voting right now and mm-hmm. Chuck Lisa, Mississippi, and see if we can go ahead and get this going on. Vote Tyrell, vote Shane, <laughs> vote Burn. <laughs> <laughs> the mayors of the future. Look, we got you. Exactly. We got you. We going to hold it down. Hell yeah. We're going to have the best strip club in America. Look. Ooh, ooh, y'all don't don't get me one to run for office because I was I would definitely have a tax funded uh, strip club. <laughs> oh gosh! Hey, look, they they gotta pay taxes I'm anyway, here. so you might as well. Yeah, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Oh, on that note, thank you so much, <laughs> Taco, for coming. Up to- <laughs> We're gonna be the best mayors ever. We're gonna have our pretty ass bitches on that wall. Like, what's good? Hello. I think this is the best way to literally end November. Is like, look, we running for mayors now. (laughs) Oh yeah, we gonna we gonna hold it down out here. We gonna you gonna see a good ass wings. Ain't it? Yeah. Huh. So, um, thank y'all so much for coming on to the podcast. It was a pleasure. (laughs) 
Always. I love y'all so much. Uh, for the listeners, just to let y'all know, the podcast is going to be on break until March. Y'all motherfuckers better, uh, if you're new to the podcast, rewatch some, uh, like, re-listen. Listen to all the old episodes. Look, I've had too much drink at this point. The wine is hitting. I'm good, though. So, <laughs> whatever. I don't, I don't know what my words are saying. So, go back, listen to fucking episodes, catch on up, and get ready for whatever... March brings to us. Season two is coming. I don't know the first Wednesday in March, so I'm not going to lie to y'all motherfuckers today. I might really send it early. Who the fuck knows? I do whatever the fuck I want these days. It is what it is. Now, thank you all so much for listening to the Holiloquy podcast where we step out and speak on sexuality just in case no one else told you this today. And please let it last for this break. You are beautiful. You are worthy of happiness and joy. You are enough and then some. You may not live up to the expectations of others, but that is okay. That's the problem. Ain't it? You are only required to walk in your own shoes. May each day you live lead you towards abundance. With that said, love you all and see you next episode. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to the Holiloquy Podcast, where we step out and speak on sexuality. You can subscribe to the podcast through your favorite podcasting app and find us on the web at www.holiloquy.com. That's www.h-e-a-u-x-l-i-l-o-q-u-y.com. Share the podcast with your friends and join the conversation.